Tonight, we uh, have the installation service of Sean, our new youth pastor. But in the time from August till just a few weeks ago, we had some other people that were in the midst of taking care of our teens in the interim. And I'd like for Sammy and Bree, if she's here, and Mitch and Karen and Cody and Morgan to come up if they would. As a church, we wanted to give you a small token of our appreciation. They took on a, a pretty big job, and uh, we asked Sam and Bree if they would kind of head it up and be our interim, and Sam agreed to it, and, and Bree went along with him. <laughs> Sam had been doing our, our, college, our college class. And uh, most of the college class went with the well, and so we wouldn't do anything anymore. So, anyway, but it was a big it was a big job to step in there, and there was a lot of we just didn't know where everybody was going, and it was it was fine, but it was just it was just a funny time, and uh, they got us through that. And uh, we just wanted to tell you how much we appreciate you. And so I'm going to give this to Sam. And Sam, I appreciate you very much. Appreciate what you and Bree done. Mitch and Karen, appreciate you guys. These guys have, and Cody and Morgan, these guys, these guys uh, made sure every, we got, we got to everything we were supposed to get to, I think. We did. We got to everything and back. Had lessons on Sunday morning and, Sunday and Wednesday night and took care of everything. And uh, they're still helping Sean, and uh, Sean's glad to have them. But I just wanted to tell you guys, and let, when the church wanted to let you know, how much we appreciate you guys. So thank you so much. Thank you. I'm not going to preach very long tonight, and all the people said... That's right. But I did want to say a little something. I think this is kind of a neat evening, and I think it's important. And uh, at first, I, I, as I, I guess I got to thinking about it, I, I, I uh, got a uh, an installation service from our district superintendent, and we started kind of tweaking it for a youth pastor and I thought I thought maybe that's all I'm going to do but I really wanted to I want us to understand what we're doing tonight and what and what we're entering into and so if you got your Bibles tonight I want I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 4 let's all stand and we're going to read the first 13 verses together if you have your little pamphlet it's uh it's written in there and we're going to read together what God's plan is for the church. Let's begin reading with verse 1. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. 
Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There's one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. That is why it says, when he ascended on on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare. And the reason he gave each one different is one, there's one reason, to prepare God's people for works of service. We are to prepare God's people, young and old, for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Let's pray. Father, tonight, I pray that you would have your way in this service tonight. And Father, I pray that you would join us together as we covenant with Sean as the church that we will be with each other. We'll behind, be behind each other. We'll support each other. We'll help each other. We will be the friend to each other. We will go through life together. We will live life together. We will worship together. We will minister together. And Father, I pray tonight that you would have your Holy Spirit upon our service, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. On the front of your little pamphlet there, it says, A Covenant Service. And covenant's not a word that we use very often in the church. About the only time we really use it, and the best picture of it is at a wedding. But in the culture, and the country, and the time we live in, we don't talk in terms of covenant. Back in the days of Abraham and in, and in Bible days, uh, covenant was talked about a lot. And we've spoken about when God came and he spoke to Abraham and he said, I want to be in covenant relationship with you. And when he did this, Abraham did not hesitate. He ran and got everything ready because he wanted to be in covenant relationship with God. I've told you the story. It's one of my favorite stories of talking about covenant with the little boys on Tuesdays. I talked about, I was trying to explain to him what covenant was, and I said, well, if I lived in Niangua, and it was me and the Ivies, I said, the Ivies could probably put a whooping on me. I said, so I'd go get in covenant with the Dills. And I said, and if I was in covenant with the Dills in Abraham's day, if you were in covenant with somebody, everything they had would be yours. Now, the Dills would not want to be in covenant with me because I don't have anything. I don't bring anything to the table, but let's say that they did. Then, then the, if, if I got in a fight, then all the deals, if, if, if I got in a fight with the Ivies, then all the deals would jump in and they'd all fight with me. And I was telling this story. And it's one of my favorite comebacks. I told, I told Jake, I said, so, so if Jake Ivy was in there and I said, so if I had covenant with the deals, then we'd be able to keep the Ivies from getting in on our land and taking our cattle and doing all this stuff. And he goes, we never take your cattle. I said, it's just a story, Jake. <laughs> and we went on for a little while, and pretty soon Jake raised his hand. And he goes, well, you still be in trouble. And I said, why is that? And he goes, because we'd go get the Higbees. We'd get in covenant <laughs> with the Higbees. Well, then we would be in trouble because the Higbees, you yeah, know, they're pretty rough. But anyway, this... Uh, 
This covenant means that we're joined together. If something happens, I got your back. I'm in. I'm all in with you. I'm with you. If you get in a fight, I'm with you. We're, We're always looking out for each other. And it's a really good deal to be in covenant with somebody. And so tonight, we are entering into covenant. And to tell you the truth, it's probably not... You're probably not getting a really good deal. I've already talked to Sean and, and Brooke. We, we met and talked for hours one day, and I pretty well told them all the bad about us. And Sean is one of the most humble fellows I've ever known. He really is. I hope you get to really know him because he really is humble. And he will tell you all the bad about him. And so as we enter into this relationship, there's, there's no misunderstanding he knows our flaws and we know his and yet if we were if we were like most people we would say you know i i there might i don't think i want to do this but we are we are a godly people and god says this is what i have for you and this is who i have at this moment and this time to be in covenant with your church and he is going to be the leader of your youth And so, and he knows our faults and we know his. And because God has ordained it, we say yes. And we say, even though that we know that you have flaws and you know that we have flaws, we still say, because God says this is what we're supposed to do, then we're going to do it. And we're going to write it out until God says this isn't what it's supposed to be anymore. And both sides... uh, have agreed to this and so we both enter this covenant knowing each other's flaws and we say even with the problems i stand by you back in abraham's day covenant was used to join people groups for protection and for survival they had to have numbers or people would just come and overrun them see they were stronger because of covenant they were stronger together than they were separated you know the church We're stronger together. Marriage is stronger. People are stronger together than they are separated. In church, we're stronger because we're together than if we try to to serve the Lord separated. And so tonight, we join one more with us. And you know what? We're stronger because Sean and Brooke are here. We're better off because of that. I don't know if you are, but we are. (laughs) We're better off. We're stronger, we're better, and we're stronger against the enemy together. And so I'm sure that in the old days they were, they were, uh, there were problems and things like that. And, uh, but in our time, we, we talk about, we don't talk about covenant much. We talk about contract. And lots of times people have contract relationships. If we talk about contract, everybody understands contract. But if you talk about covenant, very few people understand covenant. Contract relationships, everything is written out. All the expectations are written out. All the rewards are written out. Everything is written and signed and agreed upon. Now we have a few agreements with Sean, but we haven't made him sign anything. He probably should have. But this is a covenant agreement. And we, have, uh, we, we come together in covenant. And the covenant is stated inside your little pamphlet. And there's some things that the church says that we're going to do. This is our part 
of the covenant. And we're going to have you read this here in a little bit. But covenant is, when you say these things, and, you're, and it's going to be a chance for the church to read it. When you say these things, you're not saying, well, I'm just going to go through them. It says, I will pray for my youth pastor. It doesn't say, if, if my youth pastor prays for me, then I'll pray for him. It just says, I'm going to pray for him, no matter what. No matter if I like him, no matter if he's good to my kid, no matter if I even have a kid. I don't even have a kid in youth group. I don't, I'm, I'm too old. I don't have any kids in there. Or I'm too young. None of my kids are old enough to be in there. You still need to pray for the youth pastor. And covenant says that even though I, I, he does nothing for me, even though that I get no reward from knowing him or anything like that, I'm going to pray for my youth pastor. The next thing it says, I'm going to encourage him. Even if he doesn't encourage me, I'm going to encourage him. See, covenant isn't, I get something. Covenant is, I'm going to do this whether I get anything or not. I'm going to do it. I'll provide for him what he needs. Even if I don't think my kid is getting all they need. You know, there's, a, there's a, something that happens in ministry. And sometimes uh, you can have a youth pastor or a pastor or a Sunday school teacher. And they're giving all that they can. And there will be some that feel like, you know, I'm just not getting. Tonight, we're going to say, you know, even if I don't feel like that, I'm still going to support my youth pastor. That's what covenant is. That's what covenant is. We'll provide money for his family. Even when money may be tied at my house, I'm going to be faithful with my money so that we can take care of our youth pastor. I'm going to respect his family time. Do you know that he has kids too? He's got a wife. He's not your kid's parent. You understand that? I think sometimes people think, oh, my kids have got a brand new set of parents. <laughs> no, you're their parents. These are not your kid's parents. They're those three little boys' parents. And God has played, that's his first mission field. And we as a church have to respect that and make sure that he has plenty of time to take care of Brooke and the boys. Uh, there's another one. Let's see, what does it say? I'm make sure I'm saying all of them. It says, I will commit myself, I will, we will commit ourselves to sharing concerns with the youth pastor before we speak to others. See, in covenant relationship, the only thing I can equate it to is like a marriage. How would you like it if your wife went and talked to everybody about how sorry a husband you are, but didn't talk to you about it? Wouldn't that hurt? That would hurt. What if, you, what, if you're, what if you're like at work, like, it, like a husband started telling everybody at work what a sorry wife he had and didn't say a word to her? That would be hurtful. It's the same thing in this. We don't talk about our youth pastor. We talk to our youth pastor. Okay? And Sean wants that. All right? He might not want it all the time, but you're going to get it. But that's the way it is. And so that's, what your, that's your end of the deal tonight. That's, uh, that's how, we, how we do it. And, that's, and this is what we're saying. And, and, and this is what covenant is. And tonight, as we join together with the Elwoods, we are stronger against the enemy because of them being here.
And we need to be strong against the enemy. And so, uh, so Sean and Brooke, they know us with all of our flaws. And we know your flaws. And we're going to find more flaws as we go along. And you'll find more flaws in us. But, God, but covenant says God has put us together. And I trust him. And I will keep my end of the deal no matter what you do. And we pray tonight that the Lord will bless us as we enter into this covenant relationship. Tonight I want the congregation to read this together. There's a section here in your pamphlet. Has everybody got one of these? Does anybody need one? Hey, will you hand those out? If anybody needs one, raise your hand. Everybody got one? Need one over here. Anybody over here? Everybody got one? Okay, over over there, Brenda. Everybody got one? All right. As a congregation, I want us to read this together. Are you ready? As a church under the lordship of Christ, we will affirm that through the Holy Spirit, a church and youth pastor are brought together. Pray for our youth pastor. Encourage and support our youth pastor. Provide opportunity for our youth pastor to have sufficient time to study and pray. Recognize our youth pastor's need for physical and spiritual renewal. Take care of the financial needs of our youth pastor's family to the best of our ability. Respect our youth pastor's family time. Commit ourselves to sharing concerns with the youth pastor before we speak to others. And you know what I say after every time we baptize somebody? I'm telling this to the church. Do it. Do it. All right, I've asked some people to come and share different things with Sean and Brooke. And I'd like for Sean and Brooke to come, and I want you to stand right here. I'm going to take the orange mic. Is that okay? Sammy? Is it on? Okay, all right. I need everybody that I've... I want you to come over here. That's okay. He's all right. We knew he he came with the deal. All right. Everybody that I talked to, come up and stand in order. I need Avery right here. And then Wyatt, Alan and Ann, Grace, Morgan, Brooke, and Brian. Avery, come right up here. Avery, Wyatt, Alan and Ann, Grace, Morgan, Grace, I mean Morgan, you're after Grace, Brooke, and Brian. 
Now they're going to hand you something. Here, I'm going to give you this mic. I'm going to give you this mic. We're each going to hand you something, and you may need both hands, both of you, to hold on to everything that we give you, all right? Sean, I'm going to give you that. Will you accept this Bible and be among us, as John Wesley said, a man of one word. Be in this place one who proclaims the word. Will you receive this vessel of water, the water of baptism? Be among us an evangelist who brings many to the knowledge of Christ as Lord and Savior and to the affirmation of faith, pronouncing by the baptism of water, equip us to be evangelists. Receive this hymnal and be among us a leading worshiper at the foot of the cross that we may worthily magnify the name of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Receive this towel just as Jesus served his disciples by washing their feet. Will you too serve those whose God has placed you over? Receive this list of all of our youth. They are your people. Pray for them and be a priest among them that they might be acceptable to the Lord. Receive these offering envelopes and remind us often that we shall, oh my gosh, that we are faithful stewards of all God has given us. Accept the manual of the Church of the Nazarene and the duty of teaching and discipling this people, reminding us that we are not only Christians, but Christian Nazarenes. Receive this oil and be the healer and reconciler among us in the model of spiritual leadership. Take this bread and cup and with it the authority to administer in Christ's stead and sacrament of holy communion among the people. All right, stay right there. Under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, we come together today to affirm that we believe God has led this youth pastor to this church for effective ministry. With that in mind, let me remind you that we have called a leader. Let him lead. We have called a servant. Let him serve. We've called a preacher. Let him preach. We've called a teacher. Let him equip us. We have called a visionary. Let him cast vision. We have called a pastor. Let him be a shepherd. Now I want you to read. Can you read this part? Mm-hmm. Let me get you a microphone. I'm going to get some more stuff for you to carry. Hold this all. I got it. He won't let me help him. He wants to carry it all. Because God has called me to this ministry, I will. Establish my ministry upon the Bible as the Word of God. Place service to Christ and His church above personal desires. Be careful to fulfill all my responsibilities as pastor. Be fair to my family, giving the time and support they need. Be honest in my personal stewardship of money. Be committed to preaching holiness. Be faithful to the mission of the Church of the Nazarene. Handle responsibly all (coughs) confidences shared with me. Endeavor to equip the church for the work of ministry. Guard my integrity and the integrity of fellow pastors by being open and honest. 
And then I want us all to read the covenant prayer together. I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed by you or laid aside by you. Exalted for you or brought low by you. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. Amen. By the authority invested in me by the Church of the Nazarene, I declare that you have committed yourselves and ourselves to mutual covenants. And I hereby install you as youth pastor of the Marshfield Church of the Nazarene. Lord bless you. I would like for you guys to go down to the altar and kneel at the altar. And I'd like for the church to just come around and we're going